Hello, this is Ayush from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, July 12th, and it's the day that a local court in Rajasthan's Alwar gave the state police the go-ahead to reinvestigate a cow smuggling case against three people, including two sons of Pehlu Khan, the 55-year-old dairy farmer who was lynched in 2017 for allegedly transporting bovines illegally. In December last year, Alwar police completed investigation in the case and filed the charge sheet in the Behror ACJM court in May. They had charged Khan's sons, Irshad and Arif, with cattle smuggling. The charge sheet said because Khan is dead, nothing can be done against him. Irshad and Arif moved an application in the court last week, pointing out that the police investigation ignored certain facts in the case, especially medical certificates that proved that they bought the cattle from a Jaipur market for their dairy. The Uttar Pradesh Law Commission has taken cognizance of incidents of mob lynching, including those by cow vigilantes, and submitted a draft bill to CM Ajay Singh Bisht recommending life imprisonment for the crime. The 128-page report cites various cases of lynching in the state and recommended immediate enactment of law as per recommendations made by the Supreme Court in 2018. It adds that the existing laws to combat lynchings were not sufficient. It recommends a punishment ranging from seven years to life imprisonment for the offence. The report refers to various cases of lynching and mob violence in the state, including the 2015 killing of Mohammad Akhlaq in Dadri on suspicion of beef consumption. According to data available from 2012 to 2019, 50 incidents of mob violence have taken place in the state. 11 of the 50 victims have died in attacks. 25 of these were cases of major assault, including those by cow vigilantes. News Laundry has been tracking and reporting on cases of mob violence in India for quite some time now. Last week, I was in Jharkhand, where I visited the village of 24-year-old Tabrez Ansari, who was lynched last month. My report, titled Desertion, Despair and Denial in Jharkhand, assessed the aftermath of Ansari's lynching and the sentiment around it that exists on the ground. You can read the report on www.newslaundry.com, where you can also subscribe by simply clicking on the red button on the top right-hand corner. Ground reports take time, energy and money. So if you like our reportage, do not forget to pay to keep news free and independent. According to the Global Multidimensional Poverty Index Report 2019, India has lifted 271 million of its citizens out of poverty between 2005 and 2015. This has significantly reduced deprivations in many of the 10 indicators, says the report, particularly in assets, cooking, fuel, sanitation and nutrition. Upon comparison with 10 other developing countries including Ethiopia, Pakistan and Cambodia, India registered the fastest absolute reduction in MPI or the Multidimensional Poverty Index. The report states that Jharkhand is among the poorest regions in the world, improving the fastest. Reducing multidimensional poverty from 74.9% to 46.5% in 10 years between 2005 and 2015. The MPI captures both the incidence and intensity of poverty. The global MPI tracks 101 countries on deprivations across 10 indicators in health, education and standard of living. Developed in 2010 by the Oxford Poverty and Human Development Initiative or the OPHI and the United Nations Development Programme, it looks beyond income poverty and tracks poverty in terms of deprivation faced by people in their daily lives. The Supreme Court on Friday restrained Karnataka Speaker K.R. Ramesh Kumar from taking any decision on the resignation and disqualification of 10 rebel MLAs of the state's governing Congress-JDS coalition till next Tuesday. 
citing, quote, weighty issues that have arisen, unquote, the bench headed by Chief Justice Ranjan Gogoi said that it will consider the matter on July 16th and the status quo as of Friday should be maintained. The bench specifically mentioned in the order that the Speaker would not decide on the issue of the resignation or disqualification of the MLAs to enable the court to judge the larger issues raised during the hearing of the matter. The ongoing political crisis in Karnataka was triggered when 16 MLAs, 13 from the Congress and 3 from the JDS, quit pushing the coalition government to the brink of collapse. Two independent MLAs have also withdrawn support to the 13-month-old coalition government. Ten of these MLAs moved to the apex court after alleging that the Speaker was not accepting their resignations. According to senior BJP leader Ram Madhav, the Bharatiya Janata Party will revive a plan to build secured camps to resettle scores of Hindus in the Muslim-dominated Kashmir Valley. Madhav said that the BJP was committed to helping bring back some of the estimated 200,000 to 300,000 Hindus who fled the Kashmir Valley in the aftermath of an armed revolt and targeted attacks that began in 1989. He added, quote, Their fundamental rights of returning to the valley have to be respected. At the same time, we have to provide them proper security, unquote. Of the nearly 7 million people living in Kashmir Valley, 97% are Muslim. Thousands of Indian troops and armed police are deployed in Kashmir to quell an uprising against the Indian state. According to official figures, about 50,000 people have been killed in the conflict in the last three decades. South Korea has called for an international investigation into accusations by Japanese officials that it had passed some high-tech materials imported from Japan to North Korea in violation of UN sanctions. Japanese media had reported that some quantity of one of the materials covered by the export curbs, hydrogen fluoride especially, was shipped to North Korea after being exported to the South. Hydrogen fluoride, of course, can be used in chemical weapons. South Korea's Deputy Director of National Security, Kim Yoo-Gwin, said that if an investigation found any wrongdoing by the South Korean government, it would apologize and take corrective measures immediately. But if an investigation concluded that South Korea was not at fault, Japan not only must apologize to the South Korean government, but will have to immediately withdraw its restrictions on exports to South Korea. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.